Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. We are in Malachi chapter 3, and I'm going to read from verse 6 to verse 9. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, How shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, How have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. This is um, an interesting and important section. You see there in verse 9 that the verse begins with the immutability of God or the unchangeable, unchangeableness um, attribute of God, that God does not change. And he says that because he does not change, is the reason why the nation will not be consumed, will be spared from destruction. And this is because as opposed to the people, God keeps his promises. He does not change like people change. And because he keeps his promises, then he will honor those promises and will bless the people. But he knows that even if these people do not change because they have been living this way from the days of their forefathers, there will still be a remnant because you remember in chapter 3 verse 1 that there's going to be a forerunner to the coming of the Messiah, John the Baptist, and from there a another generation will rise and this generation will be God-fearing. So God comforts himself in those two ways. He does not change, so he keeps his promises. And secondly, even if people... Uh, do not repent, God will still raise for himself other people um, to to honor him and fear him. So God does not lose hope, if I may put it that way. And this is why God does not answer their prayers even here. The people have turned away from God and they are not seeking God. They are not repenting. And then they ask God, how have we not... Um, um, in verse 7, rather, they say, how shall we return? Because God wants them to return. As if the whole prophecy of Malachi has not been teaching about returning to God. They are asking God, how can we return when God has been teaching them all along? In fact, it is not only the book of Malachi. The whole Old Testament books that they had, because at this stage, probably the only books they did not have is Nehemiah and the whole of Malachi. But they had all of them. And they're still asking God, how can we get right with God? But Nehemiah, Malachi is all about getting right with God. And then they continue to ask God, will a man rob God? They're saying, God, it's not possible for a man to rob you. How can we rob you? You don't, you don't own, you don't need anything. You have everything in the world. And this is how people think about money and the giving at church people think that 
because God is all sovereign. He owns everything. The Bible says gold and silver belongs to him. God does not need money. We don't even have to give him money at church. So if I do not give my offerings at church and my tithes at church, then I'm not robbing God because God has everything. And he can. He doesn't need me for money. But God says something interesting here. Even though, yes, it's true, God does not need money, but it is foolish to ask, how have I robbed God? I've not taken anything from him because he's the one who's given me money. God says in verse 8, yet you are robbing me. And they say, how have we robbed you? God says in tithes and offerings. And because of this, you have been cursed or you will be cursed. Yes, the 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 stealing, uh, ordinary th- uh, theft that we know, is taking what is not yours from someone else, but not only taking it, but keeping it for yourself, as if it belongs to you. God gives us money not because it belongs to us; He gives it to us to use it to serve Him, and so not giving is a form of stealing from God. Not giving an offering to church is stealing what is not yours or keeping, or not, rather not just stealing what is yours, what is not yours, but keeping what is not yours. God, yes, allows you to use the money that he gives you for yourself, personal needs, but not all of it should be for personal needs. The sum that God wants you to serve him with by, by way of giving to the church and keeping it is stealing from God, robbing God. And in fact, it is foolish to even think of robbing someone who owns everything. You even rob someone who can, who is all sovereign, who can take it from you and leave you with nothing because he tells them in verse 9, you will be cursed. I can take it from you at any moment and you'll be left with nothing. In fact, it is the case that people who don't give uh, or serve God with their money at church, you see them even suffer. We see this in Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 11, when um, the that couple in Acts 5, um, Ananias and Sapphira, kept the money that does not belong to them, and they were cursed by God, they were killed by God. So God says that they will be cursed. The whole nation uh, will be Will be cast. He condemns the whole nation. Um, it is it is interesting that he even says that they've been doing this from the days of their forefathers, uh, because this is not just them, but the forefathers, but even the the whole nation at the time was doing this. We see this that people are disobedient towards God um, in in giving money to the church because that's how the the the, the gospel work of God is financed. By God's people. The church of God is financed by God's people. So not giving to the church is disobeying God. And um, if you have the means, that God, God gives giving you the means. So we see many churches not obeying God in this area. People not even giving 10% of their income to the church. And um, or, or let me look at the church as a collective. If you have X amount of members... Your income should should at least reflect about ten percent of what the people uh, at church get.
a month. And we should be generous as, as God's people. God was cursing them because of the abuse of um, um, his generosity. So we should be generous people. We, we should not fall under this indictment uh, when God looks at our finances. Um, but then I would implore you to read Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 32 to verse 39 and Nehemiah chapter 13 to see more of this context because um, this will help you to see which came first, Nehemiah chapter 13 or Malachi chapter 3. As I said, these were contemporaries. Um, one of these two books, uh, I'll leave you to figure out because I told you before, you'll see which one was written first and what most probably the people did after these warnings from the prophet.